0: Welcome to Radioactive Magazine. This episode is excerpted from a presentation October 29 for Community of Reason by Romary de General Secretary of a French media reform organization called Ambu de Media, which means a purpose for the media. It is roughly like a combination of FreePress.net and the Institute for Nonprofit News. They organize discussions of problems with the media and lobby the French government to improve French law to give journalists greater control over the editorial policies of the media. They also help raise money to invest in nonprofit media organizations. They were founded by Julia Cajet, who published a book entitled Saving the Media in French in 2015. By the end of 2016, it had appeared in 10 other languages. Kajay is my candidate for the leading expert on the impact of the media on political economy. First, however, Margot Patterson wants to tell us about a candlelight vigil 4 p.m. Thursday, December 14th, two days for the target date for this broadcast. Margo?
1: The Holy Land Peace Coalition is inviting the public to gather, as you mentioned, Spencer, 4 p.m., December 14th at the south end of Tice Park. That's at Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and Oak Street, Kansas City, Missouri, for a interfaith vigil to mourn those killed in the Israel-Hamas war and to call for peace in the Holy Land. Our prayer, our desire, and our demand is for peace now and an end to U.S. support for this catastrophic war.
0: Thanks, Margot. Now for Romary.
2: My name is Romary Daval. I'm an engineer working in an Anglo-American company. I live in France. I work for a factory in England. I'm not a journalist, but I'm very interested by the media as a component of democracy. I work with Julia Caget in these organizations. What do we do? Very roughly, we are lobbying the public authority to try to change the law uh, about media. This is a very important activity. And at the moment, in France, there are lots of activity, not only from Abu des Medias, but from lots of organizations working on that. Abu des Medias is an organization doing sensibilizations of citizens via conference, workshops, things like that, to initiate the citizen to the importance of the independence of the media within the democracy. We work also to help media, uh, media who need some help. Uh, that can be several things. That can be very often, it's just uh, an help about communication. We mobilize uh, our network to to uh, to, uh, to help media who need uh, funding, for example. But uh, at the moment, uh, within the media, we are uh, doing uh, an expertise to help them. Julia Caget and people walking with her uh, are very helpful for this kind uh, of things. We have supported uh, uh, a media by buying a part of the, of the capital of this media, a small part, but a part of the capital to help them to develop uh, the activities. France is, uh, is in Europe. As you all know, uh, it's a, a smaller country than the United States. Uh, we are 68 million uh, inhabitants. Uh, What is important to understand in France and you will understand there is a consequence on the media that uh, Paris is a very large city uh, compared to the rest of the to the rest of the country. Uh, So uh, as a consequence, we are a very centralized uh, country where lots of decisions, lots of lots of things are, are uh, are made in Paris. Very often, for various reasons, professional on Abu Dhabi media, also I need to go to Paris for for meetings to meet people because the place where things are uh, are, are happening is in uh, is is in is in Paris. Uh, we. Uh, as a consequence of our centralizations, we are a semi-presidential republic, uh, meaning that lots of decisions, especially with our current president, I, I must say, are taken in, uh, uh, by the president of the republic in France. The main newspaper is Le Monde. After you have Le Figaro, which is a very old newspaper which has been founded in the 19th century. Uh, It is clearly a a right-wing newspaper, a very good newspaper. Uh, After you have L'Equipe, which is a a daily uh, sport uh, newspaper. Uh, After you have Les Echos, Les Echos is also a daily newspaper uh, which talks about economics. On Libération, which is a, a, a newspaper that have been funded uh, by Camus at the, after the World War, the Second World War, uh, has a long history. and clearly, is on the left side of the uh, of the political uh, chess in uh, in uh, in France. Alors, we have also regional newspapers. But there is, a, interestingly, there is a very strong concentration of this newspaper. You have lots of titles, but you have very few groups which regroup all this, uh, all this uh, newspaper. You go from the region of Paris to the south of uh, of, of France uh, with many uh, newspapers, which from Time to die, give some things like that, that you have several titles, but with exactly the same cover, the same picture. uh, Well, this one was after one of the elections of uh, Mr. Macron, uh, uh, Emmanuel Macron. uh, So so you have uh, all the title of the group with the same picture on the same titles. With a radio, it's a group of radio called Radio France, on a group of TV called France TV, France Television France Televisions. But of course, we have private uh, radio and televisions. The two main uh, televisions are TF1 Television Française, number one, and the the group uh, M6. These two have a, a free access TV, and there is a very important one uh, called, uh, which is a pay TV called Canal Plus. As very often in France, you have to go back to the to the Second World War. Uh, and during the Second World War, there is a, a, a committee called Conseil National de la Résistance, National Council of Resistance, who uh, was therefore for uh, lots of very courage, made by uh, very courageous people who created lots of laws uh, during the war that have been implemented after the after the war. For example our social security have been created by these peoples and still uh, and still is one of the pillar of, of our. Uh, uh, insurance system uh, in, uh, in in France, uh, and they, uh, they they issue uh, a, a law uh, about media with uh, lots of very good things in it. Unfortunately, very quickly in 1947. Uh, there was a guy called Jean Prouveau uh, who uh, created a group of media, and the concentration of media started with this guy just after the war. And uh, in effect, the law made by the Conseil National de la Résistance have not been uh, applicable applicable because of that. We got another another guy later on who uh, called Robert Herson, who, who is very uh, well known in France. Uh, this guy is not uh, passed away some uh, years ago, but uh, he owned lots of media and had a, a, a very important uh, influence uh, on, on the media. We have a very strong history of concentration of private, of private media in, uh, in France, and, uh, and this is still the case. Uh, in 1964, I was talking about the, the public uh, television and radio. It had been created by General de Gaulle in 1964. Uh, it was uh, the group was called at the time ORTF or RTF. Uh, uh, g- during a long period that have been the situations, uh, in the 80s uh, something app- uh, happens uh, two to newspapers now, it's a kind of symbol but I talked about Liberation on Le monde previously. They are a very important newspaper uh, in France. They used to be owned by the by the journalist and because of financial problems uh, investor they, they had to ask investors to go in the capital which uh, created some uh, some, uh, some uh, precedent uh in uh, 19 uh, 1987 the, the french government uh, privatized the first tv channels that was a big change in the uh, television uh, panorama uh, in france and since the uh, the, the years to and two thousands now we uh, the, the the current situation start to happen with the with some billionaires I talked already about, about Mr. Bolloré, but we have Mr. Arnaud and Mr. Niels, who are uh, on a couple of others that are very important uh, people investing in uh, in the news in newspapers. Uh, uh, th- th- there is a, a consequence: these people own uh, a lot of the newspapers more than 50% of daily newspapers sold in France are owned by these uh, 10 billionaires. Uh, more than 50% of the audience of televisions also on more than 50% on the radio audience. Now, one can say, okay, they are investors, w- why not? Except that for some of them, and this is definitively the case of Mr. Uh, Bolloré, uh, there is an influence of what these media are saying. Until 2014, the situation in uh, CNews uh, was perfectly comparable to the other media, uh, radio and televisions uh, in France. Since uh, 2014, when Mr. Bolloré acquired uh, CNews, the time devoted to the far right increased dramatically. Uh, There there was a a, a, a clear uh, consequence. In the last presidential elections, uh, Mr. Bolloré decided to sponsor uh, a guy called Eric Zemmour from the far right, and really the far right. Uh, And this guy was known before, but not as a political uh, person. And suddenly, uh, he became a major political uh, character in in France uh, and became a a very important candidate uh, in in the elections. Uh, during this uh, in the in the pre-election polls he reached uh, almost 20 percent 18 percent to be clear uh, to be precise uh, of the uh, vote intentions uh, wh- what happened during the elections that he didn't reach 18 percent he he made only seven percent because uh, Mrs le Pen who is also in the far right, Took uh, the vote for Zemmour uh, to to uh, for for that. And uh, if uh, if you know the uh, the history on the presidential election in front the last one, uh, Mrs. Le Pen have been on the second round of the presidential in front of uh, Emmanuel Macron. Mr. Macron won and beat Mrs. Le Pen. So there is definitely a strong influence of at least some of the billionaires that own the media in France.
1: My understanding, there's an intentional coming together of the people on the right to take over more and more media, not just in France, but all throughout Europe. So I'm not sure exactly the year, but it seems like it's a trend. It's not unique to France or to any other country, it seems to be a coordinated effort among people like um, Steve Bannon, who was part of Donald Trump's presidency. Apparently, he's consulted with this group of people.
2: You're effectively right, in Europe, uh, you you see uh, in the European Union's the, the United Kingdom is a different case, huh? but the rest of Europe we see clearly an offensive of the right on the on the media. Having said that, we have to be careful to compare the situation between countries, because if I compare France with Hungary, for example, the situation in Hungary is completely different. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the, the extreme right won the election more than 10 years ago and have completely destroyed the media system to its own advantage and place uh, all the, the, uh, the friends of the extreme right at the in in the in the media so the uh, in hungary for example but in poland also uh, the the media system is completely destroyed and absorbed by the by the the the, uh, the right in the case of uh, Hungary, on uh, Poland, on the of the extreme right. Well, uh, hopefully in Poland you you may know that the last election uh, two weeks ago, uh, the candidate from the center have been uh, electi- elected elected. Uh, Mister Donald Trust have been elected. So hopefully situation uh, will uh, will change uh, will change back. But uh, they, they will have lots of work huh, to to change uh, to change the situation. But we see the same kind of situation in Sweden. In Netherlands, in Belgium, also. So you, you write, but it's difficult to compare because uh, the system are different, the law are sometimes different. So it's not always. Di- but the trend is effectively this one, huh? clearly. Alors, wh- what uh, what. Can uh, wh- what solution uh, in front of that to guarantee uh, to try to guarantee the independence of the media and to make that the, the newsrooms have the last word of what they want to, uh, to, to publish? The main uh, newspaper in France, daily newspaper in, uh, in France. Now there is an ethic committee. Which is completely independent from anybody, from the from the from the, the from the independence uh, and from the owner, the other owners. Uh, th- there is what we can translate by uh, right of approval. The journalist, when uh, there is an uh, an editorial uh, director that is nominated by the by the, uh, by, the, the uh, by the shareholders, they vote. And they can reject the editor. If for whatever reasons, uh, one of the old uh, shareholder wants to sell uh, a part, the majority of the part, or a new uh, investor arrive, this, they have to ask the authorizations to the independence pool. Which can say yes, okay. If it say yes, so the guys they can do what uh, what uh, what they want, what uh, what they want, and this is exactly what happened when Mr. Kretinsky uh, two three weeks ago sold his uh, his shares. Uh, but they can say no, and if they say no, they have six months. To find another actioners, uh, another sorry, shareholders, or, or to find some capital to buy themselves the, uh, the 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 share uh, to replace the the the, the new shareholders. Uh, if it's at the end of the six months they didn't they didn't find a, a, a solutions uh the, we, we go back to the, the, the initial sh- uh, Bainer b- uh, can do uh, what he wanted to do. This situation exists only in Le monde in France and to my knowledge doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. And for Un bout des media it's uh, it's really something we are uh, advocating for, uh, to, for for other for the other media. Alors, on other solutions, on, uh, now we are going to uh, a smaller uh, players. This is called in French "la presse indépendante," the independent press. Let's translate it, uh, make a direct translations so, like that. Uh, th- there is no good definitions of the, what is presse indépendante the the best i can find is that the, the capital is owned by the journalist or by the, or by the readers uh, so let's take uh, let's take an examples the biggest uh, media uh, in this category is called Mediapart. And actually, when I say it's a small, uh, we are going in uh, the the world of small media, Media Mediapart is not anymore a small media. It's now a a, a major player. Uh, They they are only uh, on the internet, They they doesn't sell, any papers, they never, uh, they uh, they have been funded at the end, uh, at the beginning of the 90s on they uh, on the bet on the internet and say we won't publish anything on paper, we will publish only uh, on the internet. So, uh, I, I I won't go in the detail of the story of this new, of this newspaper of this uh, media, but a couple of years ago, uh, th- this was owned mainly by the founders. Uh, there was uh, six or seven founders who owned the capital plus uh, a society owned by some readers. It was a small one, actually. Uh, and they all decided to put uh, the capital in a, in an organization called Le Fonds pour, pour la Presse Libre, the Free Press Fund. Let's call it uh, FPL for simplifying. So the FPL own the capital on, in the agreement between the, uh, the shareholder, uh, the, the, the previous shareholders that are not anymore the shareholders on the, on the FPL. Uh, the FPL cannot sell the capital to anybody. So this that remains uh, uh, the capital remains in the hands of the FPLs, and the FPL is managed by a group of journalists, readers, uh, people from university, etc. So, from uh, with that guarantees the independence of the of the newspaper, uh, and this is probably in France. Mediapart is probably in France the best examples. Of, uh, of the organizations uh, that guarantee uh, the independence of the newsroom. What are the values we are trying to push to, uh, to improve the French law on media? Uh, we are advocating to have a transparency of the shareholding of the, of the media. To have a democratic uh, management in the in the media, and what I show about Le Monde is uh, is one of the best example I can show about uh, about uh, about this one. Uh, there are rules in France in the law about uh, concentrations, but there are. There are rules that doesn't have any effect in reality, so we advocate a change of the of these rules in the in the in the law. Uh, on the last one, uh, we want to uh, to push the government to guarantee that the public audiovisual, so the public radio and television will have enough budget to uh, to have is uh, to have the quality activity, a qualitative activity. Uh, until last year, there was a specific tax uh, for this uh, for the uh, national radio and televisions. On, uh, on the French government decided, and when I say the French government, it's uh, Mr. Macron decided to uh, remove this tax. Now they still. Uh, they still uh, give money to the to the media, but uh, but before this task was dedicated, so there was no risk that the money was used for other reasons. Now this is in the general budget of the nations uh, but that can change at any time, and so the government can decide to decrease dramatically the money it gives to the uh, to the radio on the the, the public radio and televisions. The bbc in uh, the british broadcasting company it's a, it's a very qualitative media uh, that is important in uk but more not only in uk and uh, worldwide uh, in many uh, in many places so the public uh, the public media is a very important part of the on the European Union, at the moment, is discussing for a European law uh, about the, the budget of this uh, of this uh, public media. At the moment, I'm a chairman of a committee, a common community committee committee, sorry, committee between, uh, between FPL and uh, Ambu des Média. So we are building a cooperation within uh, within France with uh, other organizations. Uh, the, believe me, it's not always easy, even when you talk the same language. Mm-hmm. Uh, alors what we are doing also with Ambu des Média, and for the moment, to be clear and honest, this is a very small activity. Uh, there is a very important uh discussion in the European Union at the moment and in, uh, in the parliament of the European Union in particular at the moment of the future regulations on media.
0: I'd like to try to see uh, Mike Strong. i like to see if he has a question.
2: One of the things is
3: go back to who owns the press, because a lot of times we're talking about, you know, who can we who can say what and so forth. So my starting was in broadcast journalism, and it went from broadcast journalism to, to news media, to a daily newspaper in upstate New York and, and so forth, and then later internet. When I was in broadcast journalism, my first experience was that um, we could go pretty much anywhere. And the next experience in upstate New York was that, well, we were kind of limited by who our advertisers were and what their interests were. And so I went from there to a newspaper, and I found out we could say anything at all um, as long as we had our notes. The difference was that the newspaper had a kind of a monopoly on the advertising in the area at that particular time. This is mid-1970s. So the newspaper had the advertising, and they and who was going to go anywhere else for the advertising for that? So they had pretty much a monopoly on being able to have, have power over what they could say and not say. As long as I had my notes, as long as I had my evidence, it was fine. And there was no way that anybody could touch us. But the point was, we had advertising monopoly through that area of central New York. And so we had the money. And so now we come into the internet, the CEOs take over. And so what you see are these these people such as Musk and so forth saying, okay, what we say is this, and and people also take over the change such as Sinclair. The money speaks who owns the presses, owns the news.
2: I still want to bring it back to local media. I am a big fan of local newspaper. I was born in a city that uh, has that 40,000 people uh, in the east of France. Uh, believe me, in this city, the media, it's a desert. There is nothing. There is just a, a, a very bad uh, local newspaper.
0: We have been listening to a presentation by Romary Deval, General Secretary of the French Media Reform Organization, Ambo Media, a purpose for the media in French. And Thursday, December 14, day after tomorrow, from when this recording is scheduled to air, you are invited to what, Margot?
1: It is a candlelight vigil. It's at the south end of Tice Park. The address is Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and Oak Street, Kansas City, Missouri. And we will meet there to remember those killed in the Israel Hamas war and to call for peace in the Holy Land. Our prayer at the vigil, our desire, our demand is for peace now and an end to US support for this catastrophic war.
0: Thanks, Margot. Tune in next week when Margot will give us a brief summary of that event and the concerns of Citizens for Justice in the Middle East, followed by Anne Sulantoff and Kimmy Igla reporting on their experiences as, as observers of the November 27th to December 1st second meeting of states parties of the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. I'm Spencer Graves. Thanks for listening.